This is the Pathways to Greatness podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Forrester. Everybody, today's episode is with Mr. Nick Ellersick, and this guy is full of positivity. And he's, I met him through a mastermind that he and I are both in, and I just loved, I loved his energy. I loved his authenticity, his, uh, his willingness to just put himself out there, everything. I mean, he just puts it all out there, and he just wants to inspire and motivate other people to do more. So some of the things in the episode that I want you to pay attention to are just the importance that he leveraged other people and worked with experts to help him with strategy and tactics in areas that were tough and difficult. The other critical thing that I would say that it hits home with me is how wonderful and positive that his mother is and the impact that it had on his life, just like it had on mine. So don't ever downplay the importance of surrounding yourself with good, positive people. Even when things are bad, having positive people around you, it rubs off. So ladies and gentlemen, Nick Ellersick. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind everybody, I wrote a book in 2020 and it's called Unleashed Potential. The link is in the show notes below. You can go anywhere on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, wherever online where you can buy books or my email address is in the show notes as well. And you can reach out for a signed copy. Go get yours today. It's awesome. Yep. You sound good. Perfect. Well, I know, um, we've been trying to do this back and forth and then you had a date and then I needed to move it. And then Saturday came and then somebody for my birthday, a good friend of mine invited us to go see a Burt Kreischer show Uh on Saturday, the comedian. And so I just knew it'd be tough. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm glad we finally got to to meet up, man. So good to see you. How you been? Doing good. Um, A lot has shifted, but um, I'm, we're doing good. Perfect. Um, yeah. Good, good to hear. Well, before we get started, because I want to, I want to tell you about the podcast. I'm excited about it, and uh-huh. um, I want to want you to tell every, all the listeners about you. But I like to start with having fun before we get mm-hmm. into anything. So, have you ever played Would You Rather? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a good fun Would You Rather. So the first one is: Would you rather freeze time or go back in time? So I would rather. Um, probably, um, go back in time. Okay. Why so? I don't know. So I, a little bit about my story. My dad just passed away, um, about, uh, like, um, a month ago in December. Mm -hmm. And so I want to go back and just, um, just be with him, I guess, um, um, but also like go back in time and like, I'm very, I'm very man of faith as well. Maybe go back in time and like, like be with Jesus and like, just all, just all the stories. And like, I've been reading the Bible a lot and like, um, just hearing all of the stories about like what Jesus did and like, maybe just go back in time and, um, and yeah, maybe meet Jesus yeah i mean what what better thing to do than that do you watch the chosen series at all 
Um, no, I haven't, but I'm looking for a good, uh, oh. good Bible uh, series. It, to... Nick, it is hands down. It's the best thing ever. Um, and hopefully I won't overplay it, but you can, um, I think the first season is on Netflix and I think Amazon prime. Mm-hmm. And then they also have an app and you can just stream it from your phone or your iPad to the TV. There's three seasons. And I, I'm telling you, there's many moments in that show that have brought tears to my eyes. Um, yeah. It's just so powerful, especially with the, with the way you just answered that, that question, because I feel like it, it humanizes him. And, and again, we, nobody knows, right? I mean, it's the yeah. stereotypical beard and brown hair, but the actor does a great job. And uh-huh. it's the series is, it's about Jesus. And it also gives you more perspective to the disciples, which I think is a really cool um, perspective that I don't think many have seen, but just the story's yeah. great. And, you know, it's wonderful. You'll love it. Sounds good. I'm looking forward okay. to watching it. All right. The Chosen. Okay. Next one. Live without music or TV? Um, Live without TV. Because I. it's like sometimes I like whenever I'm in a, like a tough spot or a tough moment, like, yes, like I read books and, and podcasts, but sometimes I just need music. What's to, that song? What's that? That I'm a big country, big country fan. Okay. Um, but um um yeah uh country music usually like puts me in a spot like that or like christian music i've been listening to a lot of christian christian music on the way to work um yeah but yeah yeah me too it's either christian music or podcast that's pretty much the extent and then my son gets in the car he's actually liking the classic rewind channel on Uh sirius so he'll go to like Van Halen, which is good. Yeah. I, I like all that. And my wife's a huge country fanatic. So uh-huh. I'll listen to anything. Yeah. Do you have like, do you have a particular country music artist that you like the best? Um, I like all like the recent ones. Um, but um, not really. I just, I just like country music. Just okay. That's it fair. Just, it just reminds me like how great this country is and like, like how blessed I am to live in this great country. Amen to that. Did you what did you watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, I watched the Super Bowl. Yeah. What did you think of Chris Stapleton's I liked it. National it, anthem. I loved it. I, I loved it. Like it felt like I it gave me goosebumps. Like <laughs> like knowing like 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 hey like they could have picked a better singer to sing that song. Yeah. I I, I think it ranks you know they all play the Whitney Houston one all the yeah. time. I think it's right there behind that one or tied oh, yeah, with it. Sure. And, Cause like I kept my back, we were watching it at some friend's house and I kept my huh. back to everybody. Cause I had tears in my eyes. I mean, it was just, it yeah. was, I thought he just did such, and I love him. I, I love the way he sings and his style. So that was good. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Would you rather have pizza or tacos? Um, I'd rather have, uh pizza what kind um pepperoni and sausage Uh okay yep that's a good one okay now to the real stuff (laughs) thank you for playing (laughs) um so 
Nick Ellersick. That's how you pronounce your last name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're an inspirational speaker, a Spartan race finisher, um, a son, a friend, a salesman, a professional, just all around stuff. Great follow. Love your motivational um, speaking. And one of the reasons why I wanted you were one of the first people I thought of to have on this podcast. And it's so I called it Pathways to Greatness because for me, so many people are pursuing greatness. And a lot of times they think it might be a linear path. So just like a straight path from here to there. And, you know, you and I both know that that doesn't happen. And so my purpose of this podcast is so people hear stories like yours and won't quit. Like, Mm -hmm. I just don't want people to quit because there's so many times that I want to quit. And so one of the, the, the post that you made that I really liked, and it was a picture of you with high school students behind you. And Mm -hmm. you said that you were there to share the importance of believing in yourself, creating confidence and defeating adversity. I added that last one on from a different post. But it, it again, that resonated so much with me and this podcast is some of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. So if you can give the listeners, because we run in different circles other than the mastermind that we're both in. Um, so I would love for you to share a little bit about your background, um, you know, how you were younger, because I know you, you share, you've shared some of the, the challenges you had in high school and what were some of the things that you did to get on your pathway to greatness? So let me take you back to like the beginning. Um, I was I was diagnosed with dyslexia, AED, a speech impediment in the third grade. Um, I had to fight my whole life, uh, be an advocate for myself and uh, and uh, just learn early in an early age to fight for myself and as a as a young as a young uh teen in high school uh not knowing uh like stepping into school into high school on the first day and having to fight for your life or fight for yourself um all the way through high school and um taking extra classes outside of um outside of high school just to graduate it's just it's just a true testament to myself um being able to do that and uh and proving people wrong and just showing people and that's what I that's what with my message and I want to show people that you can do anything and that whether you have a learned disability or any adversity that, that you're going through, that you can do it and that you can um, get through anything. See, 100% this is why I wanted you on here because <laughs> we make little things into big things. So I don't want to gloss over some <clears throat> of the things that you shared. So when I can't imagine the challenges that you had going through middle school and high school and elementary school, because kids can be brutal. Yeah. Yeah. brutal. 
Um, and I was, I was a fat kid growing up. Um, so I faced some of that, um, some of that ridicule. So for you getting through it and being diagnosed at such a, a young age and learning to fight for yourself, what were some of the things that you did to help you get through some of those early stages? Well, uh, a lot of it was positivity. Um, to be completely honest with you, my mom was a very positive person and she, uh, she would always be the encouragement and um, to all, to all your listeners out there, uh, your mom is, is an amazing person. Like you may not like her, love her. If she's, uh, she's nagging you or whatever, she's doing that out of kindness and out of love. And my mom was my number one support. Uh, my parents were actually, both of them were, um, but, um, yeah, um, just positivity is really what got me through each and every day, each and every test, each and every assignment was positivity. So what kind of things did you do to stay positive? Cause I know I just, cause really? I want to give, give the listeners tools to do when, uh, when things are tough. Just, um, well, I also positivity in my faith. I also rely on my faith a lot. Okay. Um, I would always pray before a test um, in high school. Um, and then I'd always, uh, my mom would always give me like positive reinforcement, positive support, um, whether I was stuck on an assignment or anything like that. It was, it was always positivity, like um, whether it be saying like, you can do it, Nick, uh, there's nothing stopping you or um yeah always positivity and faith your mom sounds 100 like my mom she <laughs> she used to sing a song and she still will now so i just turned 50 so i still i'm her little baby boy still uh -huh. i'm the youngest and and the favorite so <laughs> uh -huh. but she would sing the song think positive believe you can do anything that you plan. If you will, life will treat you grand. Think positive, man. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I was little and she sang that to me over and over. And people always make fun of me of just life as butterflies and rainbows. But it was nurtured into me to be positive. And it sounds like that's the way you were as well. Yeah, I was very nurtured. And my mom's uh, still positive to this day. And and um, getting through on my dad's death, uh, that positivity also helped me out a lot as well. Um, but yeah, very, very positive person, which is very blessing. Yep. Okay. So you, you used a lot of positivity and you used your faith. What were some of the other things or other people that helped you get through some of those, those trying times in high school, middle school? Uh-huh. So... Um, I worked with a lot of um, count, uh, not counselors. Um, I worked with like a, in the so in the third grade, I worked with a learning center. Um, they uh, I would go there after school. Uh, they would help me with my homework. Um, uh, would they give me different strategies, tactics to um, to help me in school 
and with my homework, um, as well as I had a tutor. I would have to go to tutoring a lot. Um, it, I would I would do tutoring on the weekends. Um, just tutoring on the weekends and uh, at night. Uh, if I was if I want to go play with my friends, no, I'd have to do tutoring. Uh, but it it was it helped me it helped me out in the long run, because um, it helped me. Uh, it showed me how to have a hard work ethic, mm, and okay, and that's the one thing. Uh, all this has blessed me with a hard work ethic, and not much people nowadays have that, which is which is um which is sad and um i think that's was the best lesson that um that my dyslexia and everything gave me are the best like i guess tactic or uh, strategy yeah well and i want people to so if they need to rewind to listen to what you shared or I'll recap it briefly. What I liked about your story and what, what you're talking about is it's the importance of a support system. Exactly. So you didn't, you didn't do it alone. Yeah, you no. looked for help. You asked for help, whether you wanted to or not, your, your parents got you help yeah. to learn from people to give you, like you shared, the strategy and tactics to get through school. And there's so many people in life now <clears throat> when we become adults, me included, that feel like, well, now that I'm an adult, I can't ask for help or I shouldn't ask for help. It's a sign of weakness. What's your thought about that? I think you should always ask for help. Um, it Help was the best thing for me um, because uh, I would have to go to teachers um, whether I needed extended time for test or whether I needed um, them to read me the test, I would always ask them for help. And they they want, the teachers in, in school want to see you succeed and they want, they want to be there for you. Um, they're not there to, um, to not help you. They want to help you and they want to see you succeed. And I think um also surrounding yourself with good people too mm -hmm. um whether it be a mentor at your a teacher whether it be a teacher at your school or somebody outside of your class um have them be a mentor to you um um have them guide you through school um if you're struggling one day go to them for help they're always there for you that's, I mean, it's, again, it, it's such a strong message that um, I know for me going to people, I mean, I do my best to surround my, myself with really good people. Yeah. And that's how we came across, right? So we're part of yeah. a great mastermind that's full of great people. It, there's like so many good people there's now. So many I, good people, yeah. I can't even keep up. Like I can't, yeah. the chat is insane. I can't even keep up there. Yeah. And but it, I see a difference in me just, and I'm always a positive person, like we share, but when you're around other people and you can start to, you know, pour into them and know that somebody, if you needed help, you could ask for it. They're there. 
So with you go to high schools to to give your share your story, right? Mm-hmm. So what are some of the key points that you always like to share with young people? I always like to share that um that uh asking for help is okay. Um I always like to share surrounding yourself with good people and um surrounding yourself with great friends and health and those healthy relationships will carry out through college. Uh, like I still talk to my some of my high school buddies today. Like they're at my dad's services and they were there um all the way from grade school. Like it's just crazy to see that. Um but um and then also uh what was the last one? Oh uh, a hard work ethic. Um having a hard work ethic and that's that's mainly my my uh when I go and talk to these students, I want to, because I always had a hard work ethic all the way through school. So I want to share that with the students and how a hard work ethic can help them out in life. What, like, how do you, how do you explain that? Because like you said earlier, there's not a lot of people that have it. They think they do, but they don't really know. So how do you define a hard work ethic is one question. And then two, how do you help encourage and inspire them to do the hard things like you're talking about? Well, like, like not a lot of all, not a lot of people will have learning disabilities. And it's just like, you just want to like push through and like, just do the best you can. And like, you're the, the, like, you always want to put your best foot forward and and always strive to be the best person that you can be. What are some of the top questions that that your audience ask you? Well, I like top questions um um I'm trying to think. I haven't done one in a while, but um um like uh what like somebody asked me about my job uh one of my jobs i did work at for the angels baseball and cool they asked me about my job and which was cool because like i worked for them for a little bit and um i loved i loved the being around the atmosphere i'm a big sports fanatic I love going to basketball games. So me and my dad used to go all the all the U Bay games when when they were in California. When they come to California, uh, we go to those. Um, so I'm a big sports fanatic. So I worked for the Angels for a little bit in grounds crew, and I got to see some amazing players, meet some amazing coaches, and and then the work just got too much on my body, and I like I felt like it was degrading my body, and it was hurting me. So I had to I had to leave, and now I'm working for Hertz Rental Car Company, and I'm in the top at sales in the in OC was named top in OC. What's um, OC? Orange California. Okay, Orange. got it. The OC. Okay, I didn't know OC, if it was something. Yeah. Okay. Um, Orange California for um, uh, for most produced revenue, uh, like third month into the job. 
like uh, so i figured out brushing it sales <laughs> now what then, how, i don't mean to interrupt but i'm going to how do you do that like going from working a grounds crew to going into sales that's not your normal transition what what do yeah. you what would you say are some of the things that make you successful in that role um just being personable like i figured out sales and in life you just have to be a personal person like a personal person and <laughs> that doesn't roll off the tongue very well yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so I figured that out. So if you're just kind and you want to help people out, which I want to do in life, um, like that's, that's all you got to do is is be kind and nice and want to be helpful to people. Yeah. And that's, that's a great message. It's, it's just being genuine. And when people are on a pathway to greatness, that, you hope that they're doing it for the right reasons and you hope that it's all for being genuine and to help other people. And to me, it sounds like, I mean, it's a win-win, right? I mean, you're able to help people and then you earn a a good living as well and get the recognition for that, which is fantastic. Yeah. So that's, that's what I I, want to do. I just want to help people and I want to, um, I want to be a good person. There you go. What? Yeah. How would you define greatness? Um, just again, just being being a a nice uh person and and a and a kind and courteous human being. That's what people are looking for in life: is just kind people, whether it be at a job or um or if dating like like they just want to like know you're kind and 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 courteous what are some of the like the subtle things that you do to show someone kindness and courtesy i just go the extra mile like whether it be like i'm in sales and customer service so i go the extra mile whether it be cleaning cleaning the cars i go i do I do extra work. I, I, I'm just there to help the customer out, and and I go the extra mile. Yeah, and, and in my work, the 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 beauty of what you just shared is going the extra mile. And when you tie that back to your definition of greatness, of being kind and courteous, I feel like sometimes a lot of people just do just enough. Yeah. Just enough to be kind and courteous and not thinking of that extra mile. And it, it goes back to, you know, the Bible where God commands us to love thy neighbor and be a good neighbor. And that's the example that you're setting. It's not waiting for that other person to be a good neighbor to us as we have to be the first, the, the good example or the proper example of being a good neighbor. Now, how do you, how have you handled tough customers? Cause I know that they're not all smiles and excited to see Nick. Yeah, what, what, what do you do when they're tough? When they're tough, I usually, I first, I don't throw a chair at them. 
<laughs> oh come on <laughs> <laughs> i want to but i don't um no i just i just uh be as polite as possible and um and just tell them the truth um uh we don't have a car for you i apologize um would you like me to make a new reservation for you to, for tomorrow or the next day and and just carry on yeah i it's you know it's it, it's so simple and yeah. so challenging for so many people is like you said tell the truth how many times do we make excuses to ourselves and to other people if we're not able to you know, live up to their expectations because that customer has an expectation to receive the car and what you just shared is you just say, well, I don't have a car. So how do you manage not giving yourself excuses when you have like your Spartan race? And uh -huh. that's not easy. So yeah. how did you manage to get through that? Like mentally, I'm big on what you say to yourself. So I, I would love to tap was, in to know that, what you said to yourself through that. That was tough because I, certain points of points of that race i wanted to quit but i told myself that i can do it and that at the end there's gonna be a big reward and um and i finished the race and i'm super glad i went because i wasn't gonna go because it was raining and i wasn't sure if the race was on because it was downpouring in southern california which um, never happens right which never happens so I was like, I was texting different sources or different places to say, oh, is the race still on? Is it on? I had, I was about to turn around and go home. But um, I'm thankful I went because in the in the long run, it was a beautiful day and the sun was shining. But um, it was, there's a lot of tough obstacle courses. And there's this one obstacle course because I'm, I'm afraid of heights. Um, Me too. <laughs> and this one obstacle course i think got me over the fear heights um because i was i was going up it and i was so scared and and at the top i was just just on the top like like leaned over the edge like looking down I was like oh shit i i i, I climbed back climbed back over and and somebody said and I, I was yelling, oh, I'm afraid of heights, I'm afraid of heights, I can't do it. And the guy below me was like, you can do it, I'm afraid of heights, let's go. And he he helped, like, the hardest part was the placing of the feet. Because if I I would put my foot through the, the loop, and if I would I miss, I'd feel scared because my foot wasn't in place. And so... And so I, I eventually got back down and then it was good. But that was the one obstacle that really tested me um, because of my heights. Well, yeah, Nick, very, I think we have an, a new topic for your next inspirational speech, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, because when you were talking about it and I wrote it down as you faced your fears, like you mm -hmm. looked at that wall. What did you, when, as soon as you ran up to the bottom of it, physically, how did you feel? I felt like, oh, like <laughs> there's, like I, I like before I even got to the bottom I was like looking like oh shit there's height, height uh, obstacles 
like yeah so what uh, what were you telling yourself when you saw it i was like okay how are you gonna do this nick and and um and i i eventually told myself like i was gonna like get to it and stuff like that but at the at the initial start, I was like, how was I going to do it? Because I knew, like, there's a little, like, I'm afraid of heights. So it's like, like, how will I get do it? But in the long run, I just connected to my faith and then persevered and, and tackled it. Well, a couple of the things that you shared that, again, I want the listeners to pay attention to. So you were facing your fears. And one of the critical components that helped you was the gentleman at the bottom is like, yeah. just, you got this, you can do this. Yeah. So that's a, that's something that we can play when someone's afraid, <laughs> when we see them in life and they're afraid of something, we can be the encourager. Like you said, kind and courteous and encourager. The other thing that really, I can see it in my head when you're talking about it is when we're facing fears and we're moving into that fear. When you said your foot, your footing, you wanted to get your foot stable. And when it wasn't stable is when you were the most scared. So the, the lesson that I took from it is as you're facing your fear, A, you need to have people supporting you. You need yeah. that cheerleading group. You definitely do. You need to people surround you and build a team. and. Um, and have those people in your corner. And then you need to find your footing. So it's like little steps. You knew that it was going to require a step each all the way to the top. And then don't you have to swing your leg over and then climb back down? Yeah, you to climb back down. It's so it's like a multiple thing. So not only is it climbing yeah. up, but it's that that security of your feet. And all you have to do is when you're afraid and you're going through something is keep moving your feet until you find that stable point. And you you said earlier of just, it's really just playing your own game. Don't compare yourself to other people. It's like, look, I'm going to take as long as it needs to get over. And I just need to feel safe and secure as I take each step. And the again, the lesson that I learned from your story was you just kept doing each step until you got through the obstacle. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Just keep on going. That's... That's all you can do is just keep on going, put one foot in front of the other and keep on going and you will get there. Yep. Well, I definitely think you have a new topic for one of your upcoming speeches. <laughs> yeah. I got one coming up. So. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, it's March 9th. And then I got a big interview on PBS on. No way. March. Uh, March 3rd yeah so this was all like pre-planned before my my dad's passing so all this stuff is like pre-planned but after March 9th I'm going to start really tackling okay so what's the topic of the the PBS PBS is uh so my old professor in college um has a show on on PBS that's um ordinary um like it's like the frame of like people doing ordinary things or like, I don't know, I'll send, I can send them to you, but. Um, yeah, because I was looking 
So this one's scheduled to come out the first part of April. Uh -huh. So I want to make sure that we put the link in the show notes so people can go and watch that. Yeah, I can watch. I can. It's so the PBS isn't going to air till like twenty, like. Oh, so we got time. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it. It's um, it's like she's like I'm like, yeah. What do you think you're going to talk about? It's my story and like my speaking and everything like that. So. Well, I'll feel honored if you put the Spartan rope course in there. <laughs> I will, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it just, you know, visually as a storyteller, you know, yeah. it it really does present a great visual for people to think about. Because when you were talking about finding the footing, your reaction when you got to the, the bottom, when yeah. people are on their pathway to greatness, there's tons of rope walls. There's tons of yeah. obstacles. And it's just attacking <laughs> each one, one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's on the, the forecast? So after you have those two, you have a speaking engagement, you've got PBS. What's, what's in the future for Nick? Um, well, right now I'm, um, after that, I'm going to start getting on more podcasts and just share my story and just continue to develop um, myself and whether it be in my health or, or anything like that. That's awesome, man. You've got a big supporter with me. I love your story. I love the, just the approach and the authenticity that you offer. And it, I mean, it, it, it inspires me. I mean, it motivates me to see that you're, you're relentless and consistent. And that's yes. what I always appreciate that, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's that consistency of delivering those positive messages. I appreciate you so much, Jeff, um, those kind words and, and yeah. So how can I support you? Just uh, support me on social media. Uh, whether it be just liking my like my uh, social media posts um, I'm slowly starting to get back into it um, I've been taking a little break from it um, but um, yeah uh, my your listeners can support me by if you if your school your student um, needs a, a speaker um, I will be happy to fly out, drive out, <laughs> whatever, I do it for free um, at a certain extent, um, but I'll be there for your student and for your, for your student's school. Um, I'm slowly building a website and um, stuff like that, but um, I, uh, my social media will be posted in the um in the uh, show description but you can reach me out on social media and um yeah nick man like i said i'm i'm a big supporter i'll support you in whatever way that i can and you've got to continue to to put your message out there because it's one that will help a ton of people that need a voice they need somebody out there leading the charge to to prove to them that they can do more than they think that they can 
and mm-hmm. that they need to squash the negative voices and listen to people like your mom and my mom. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Be positive. I was going to yeah. sing, but I'm not going to sing. So don't worry about it. Uh, well, man, I appreciate it. Hang on a second. Um, everybody, please go and support Nick Ellersick. And like he said, everything that he has will be in the show notes below. And by the time this comes back, I'm sure he will be Mach 2 on social media, putting his stuff up there. But if not, you can scroll back and he's got tons of videos that he shares inspirational um, quotes and motivational just tips and strategies for the day. And he's just awesome. So thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Pathways to Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with all your friends. Also, rate and review the show to help more people find these valuable conversations. You guys have a great day.